0: eat by Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one collar-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive
1: Time Sports is on the air. Welcome to Drive Time Sports for a Thursday. We hope you're having an absolutely fabulous, fabulous day. Getting ready for a Friday and then the weekend. Arkansas baseball coming up with a three game series against Murray State. Hogs play Kentucky in basketball on Saturday. We can talk about Major League Baseball, spring training camps are going. Those are fun to watch, some of those spring games. Mm-hmm. And today, with Randy Rainwater out in the studio, hey. we have Marcus Elliott. How you doing, Marcus?
2: Hey, my friend Rick Schaefer. How are you, sir? It's great to be here. Yep. Cold and rainy
1: Thursday. Oh, it is? Oh, yeah. Wow, it's sunny as can be up here. It's about 55 degrees. Oh, no. Not a bad day at all. Yeah, no. Huh? Well, I'm glad Randy's not on because he'd be talking about how it's unusual for Little Rock to have worse weather than Fayetteville. So, <laughs> you know, probably a good day for him to take off. Uh, I guess so. Yep, and we also have with us, because it's 4 o'clock on Thursday, so guess who else is on? Beep, boom, beep. Maybe Damon can play the intro? I think he's working on it. Okay. Go ahead, Zeke. Okay. What's we'll just, up, Rick? We're, we're going to bring him What's on, up? Matt Zimmerman. Matt Zimmerman, right. who's not—he's not just the Arkansas broadcaster of the year, but he's a great master of ceremonies. Works at the Razorback Foundation. That was a nice event yesterday, wasn't it? Uh, honoring Dean Weber.
3: Uh I, it was it was a great event. I'm so glad you were there, and uh, you know to hear Quinn Grovey and so many other people talk about Dean and of course the legacy he had and how he impacted the Kendrick Fincher Foundation and the things that he believed in. And he did that was all genuine from Dean. He was always worried about that and hydration for life. And that that was a beautiful event. I'm glad that we we got to be there.
1: It's interesting. We all knew Dean um, was in failing health. And he might have still gotten a little quicker than we all thought because they were hoping he could be there at that event. Uh, yeah. But you all talked about Dean would have worked until the last day he lived if he could have. Yeah. Talk about the impact he had at the Razorback Foundation, and you talked about what a struggle it's been the last couple weeks with him not there.
3: Yeah, it really has. The week before last, when he passed the 13th, uh, was a very. You know, it was just a terrible day. That that day, you just you kind of kept hearing it was this might be the day and. You know, we all felt like he had more time up until, you know, November. He was still work. He worked every day till November, and he was in pretty bad health since last June when he had a little truck accident and things kind of started going down hill for him. But from June to November, uh, he-, he was coming to work, and uh, I would pick him up every morning at, whether it was at Brookstone or, you know, later when we moved him. Um, and, and he would come to work, and we would get him here, and then somebody would always make sure that got him home, that work, whether it was Quinn or up to about 10 other people from the foundation would always rotate, make sure you got him home. And he came to work every day, and he struggled moving. He was in the wheelchair at that time. He could stand up and take a step or two, but um, he always came to work. And then in November, we had to take him to the emergency. I picked him up one morning and brought him to work, and he just was not good. And we took him to the emergency room. It was early November and he never came back. But he kept working because when he would feel good, Rick and Marcus, you know, he would he would be he would be on his phone constantly talking to former players, former coaches. You'd go by and see him and there'd be Lewis Campbell there, or Mr. Jim Watson or
4: Lindy Lindsay and I mean there was
3: always people there to see him and um, the day we took him to the emergency room, um, you know, there was a there was a former player that had just passed and that was the day of the funeral
2: and Mike dean intended
3: really right. yeah yeah and and dean came to work wanting to go to the funeral and that was the plan that day and that's how you know he just he was just he got to where he couldn't do it and uh but it was a tough time and uh two weeks ago when he died on that tuesday night the the next the next two or three days here at the foundation was just really bad of course his office is uh we still got it set up right now he's still got all this stuff in there it's uh well, we're going to leave that through the memorial service, you know, which will be in April, and uh, but it's been tough on a lot of people that work here.
1: Whose idea was it to have the memorial the day of the spring game, making sure so many former players would be back for it?
3: Well, that's an easy answer, and that was Dean because when we he, he had a uh, you know he he kept a binder, you know, he's a binders guy. And he kept a binder for everything and he was very organized you guys know that very organized and one of his uh, binders was about his graduation is what he called it. and I never opened that by, uh, binder out of respect to him even when he was in the hospital, it was still in his desk. He told us all when if the day ever come, when the day comes, here's this binder this And then you know after he'd been uh, probably by about December, uh, he wanted the binder and his sons you know with Ben and Matt were, were there with him a lot. And he would—he uh, wanted that binder, and in that binder, I think he had it all detailed out. And uh, Kevin Trainer would know a lot more about that than me, but um, he had—he uh, had things thought out. And he, I think, pretty much felt like, well, I know he didn't want to have a funeral because after he died, everyone here was very devastated, and everyone wants to, so many people calling. When, when's, when's Dean's service? When are we going to have the funeral? And um, you know, immediately we knew that was not Dean's intent and he said uh just do it next time whatever the spring game whatever the next spring game is if you want to do something do it then but i want a celebration of life and so uh that that's why there is a celebration of life involved with the spring game and i think a big part of that was rick we have a lot of former players that come back mm-hmm. and he didn't want to, have to he, he didn't want them guys to feel like they had to come back here twice come to a funeral and then come to a spring game and, and, and isn't that incredible
2: you know, one of the um the the best decisions I made, I've I been working out of town a lot and traveling, but uh heard that he was doing bad uh, I believe back in September. So I, you know, got tickets to a game and went up to see the game, but uh then went to see Dean uh in his yeah. uh, in his area and spent some time there, took some pictures with him. Just yeah. just in such good spirits. You're right, he wasn't doing well. Uh but just right. As he always is, just lights up when he sees players, and uh, I don't think yeah. there's one person that was more intimate, intimate with, uh, with ballplayers, Razorbacks, ever uh, than he. He yeah. knew everybody on a personal, intimate level.
3: So, yeah, well, that's yeah. well said, and he just, uh, you know, Lindy, Lindy was talking about this. He, the, the players in the mid and late seventies, <coughs> they you know they were so tied into Dean, your guys, your classes. You know the guys in the nineties, the 2000s, mm-hmm. all the way to you know Matt Jones would come through the foundation all the time and sit and talk to Dean and hang out. Darren McFadden. There was there's there's a true story of when our football staff couldn't get a hold of Darren McFadden, and someone said, "Has anybody asked Dean to get a hold of Darren?" And uh, they were you know the staff was like, "Dean, who's Dean?" kind of type of thing. You know he was down yeah. at the foundation, mm-hmm. and I'm like yeah, Dean can get a hold of him. And I think they were like, "I don't know about that." You know it was it was. It was one phone call, and, and Darren McFadden answered the phone. He loved Dean, and uh, he did. And then he he tied all that to football, and he helped football do whatever they needed. And, and, and that was Dean Weber. He tied so many generations of Razorback football players together, and it's really sad now that 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 that, that tie that binds all them, because the coaches come and go, the coaches mm-hmm. are gone, yeah. the players change, but Dean was always here in that tie to all those. Uh, those decades of Razorback football
1: players uh, left. Well, that's correct. By the way, um, Matt doesn't have an intro, but he's brought to you by the DHR Group of Sonic Drive-Ins, as always. So Matt probably at least stops at at Sonic at least once a week before
3: he on the air.
1: I mean, there's one right by the foundation, so it's not hard. Right
3: here. Right on
1: MLK, you betcha. (laughs) Exactly (laughs) Right. Okay. Now, uh, as has been the case uh, since Gary Horn's been out for a little while, he's our he's our A plus 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 engineer. Those of us who are not in the studio cannot do not have access to the call board. Okay. So Marcus, either you or Damon need to say we got a caller and light them up.
2: And we don't have them right now.
1: Okay. Well, that that's okay. Mm -hmm. So Matt. Yeah. Basketball season. You talk about ups and downs. Uh, we understand some of the downs. I don't think anybody saw this down coming, did they? What happened no. Tuesday night?
3: No, no no one did, Rick. And you know, I was looking at Blue Ribbon, which is a you know, very well thought of basketball yeah. publication that comes out every year and I and I love it and uh used to help them with some of their stuff as they gathered information every fall. Chris has guy puts it together it's called Blue Ribbon College Football College Basketball Yearbook. And, uh, you know, we were preseason number eight. And when you go back through and read that, it was all this about, you know, this is the year Arkansas really could get back to the Final Four. And uh, we were eighth in the country in that thing. And, of course, they had Texas A&M 17th and uh, a lot of, lot of hit misses, you know. Even like Gonzaga was high up there, and they struggled. But, you know, we were – a lot of people thought we could win the league. and We were voted second in the league, voted third in the league, different – different organizations and so this was a this was a team that you thought was going to be up there and it just hadn't materialized at all there's been some good wins and there's been some times the team's played very well but there's been too many weeks we've been on here trying to you know make excuses and figure it out and and talk about it and it's just been a, a lot of losses and i think after we beat a and m twice and beat at missouri twice you know i I kind of started thinking we were the Los Angeles Lakers, but unfortunately, <laughs> it was Missouri and A uh, and M, and and uh, and then you know we played a Vandy the other night, and obviously a team that's two and twelve in the league, seven and twenty overall. You just think you're going to win that game. Uh, their net ranking, their NCA evaluation tool ranking was two, two twenty nine. You just you feel like you're going to win that, you know. And to lose our sixth home game, that was uh, it was definitely disappointing. And uh, Vandy to me had like three good sec players the other guys were role guys that you know were just okay but they had three really good players but you know what all three of those guys played very well and we we couldn't offset it and when and that's the only way vanderbilt could, could beat us was those guys have big games and all three of them had big games and uh but that was tough that, that was definitely a tough loss lose 85 to 82 rick Marcus, and mm-hmm. uh, it, it's been a weird deal rick uh, our fans had not given up, uh, but it's been smaller crowds. The last four or five games have been notably yeah. way smaller.
2: Yeah. And, and
3: Rick, I have not seen our student section uh, with this type of crowd in a long time. And it's really, even the Tennessee game, students say, we're playing a, a top-eight team. I think they were eighth at that time. And, you know, even then, our student section was uh, more, well more than half empty. And uh, the other night, it was even by uh, tip-off or a few minutes into the game, the student section was probably... 60 or 70 percent empty and uh, that's tough to see considering the last you know the last few years how awesome it's been in bud walton and how difficult it's been for people to come into bud walton and win but uh it's it's been a tough season
1: well you're dealing with a generation that when they're playing video games if they figure out they can't win they quit so um when they're there and they're going to have a good time and your team's got a chance to win uh, they're going they're going to be there they're going to storm the court when you beat duke and um but as the season goes along, they find other things to do if if it's not as satisfying, and a lot of people are like that, and, and it's really too bad. Uh, but yeah. you can expect it, and you know I, I know I don't want to hit you too hard with this one, but not exactly a great time to talk about two hundred million dollars for Bud Walton Arena uh, when your team's suffering a, a hard game and, and all of that. But yeah. none, nonetheless, uh, we'll see where yeah. that goes. I know you all did a survey. I didn't participate. I didn't feel like I should do that.
2: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> what was your vote then? Tell us. What would be your vote?
1: Well, my vote would be whatever renovations are necessary to, if you got plumbing issues, electrical issues, uh, need to put a different satellite system in or a different digital system, you do all that. From what I'm told, that's thirty-five to $40 million, and that's it. That, that would be mine. Because my, my thought is, You know what? Because there have been games this year where nineteen thousand two hundred were there, Duke, and you know a couple others maybe, and and certainly it happened frequently in the last three years when Arkansas has been very good. And so my thinking, Marcus, is uh, and, and certainly I'm not putting Matt on the spot. He didn't have to say a word about this, but we're talking about the extra money being done to change the seating to where some of the seats that are there now would become luxury seats. And um, which would cause the elimination of probably twelve to fifteen hundred seats in the arena, which I think is saying, okay, if you've got money, you can still come. If you are one of those fifteen hundred ticket holders that can't afford the new one, well, it was nice having you. Thank you very much. So that's that's just the way I feel about it. Mm-hmm. But and, and additional and, revenue, uh, though, right? Revenue well, world. Well, yeah, yeah, but it's it's definitely an increase in revenue. But who's paying for it? Razorback fans are paying for increased revenue. Uh, the athletic department would have no standard unless they took a loan. And if they took a loan, then you'd have to look say how many years does it take to make up the revenue that it takes to pay off the loan. So that's that's just my thinking. By then, you mm-hmm. need to do it again. So anyway, that's that's my thought. Gotcha. It means nothing. I've said before, I think Hunter Juracek is an absolutely fantastic athletic director. And I think he uh, has done so many things right. I think he loves the Razorback program. And I don't, you know, at least Mm -hmm. they put out feelers. At least they didn't just say, we're doing this. And so I I appreciate him for at least doing that. Yeah,
3: definitely. The the survey was important. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think they're kind of getting those surveys wrapped up, and that's going to be part of it, you know, and seeing what the Razorback season ticket holders. And we sent those out to people that don't even have season tickets now. Maybe they did yeah, before it or
5: it, yeah.
3: Uh, yeah we sent them out to a lot of people and then there was pretty good response not everybody responded for sure but there were people did respond and i think hunter still gathered info and there's going to be two or three options that he'll present probably to the board at some point and just to, to see you know what the board wants to do and whether it's a full complete revamp where you could have concerts and do all kinds of stuff in there or is it more of a medium revamp what you're talking about i mean there'll be a lot of premium seating, make it in the, the inside the bowl, uh, change it up quite a bit, and, uh, you know, some different different club levels, different donor levels to get more revenue in that way. And then the the third way, just being deferred maintenance, which is, uh, you know, some stuff that does have to be do done. You know, yeah. we're very lucky in there. The air conditioner has always been really good. The heat's been good. We haven't had those problems, but we've had some. There's been some you know, fire alarm extinguisher stuff system break before caused a lot of water issues. We're still on the original floor of Walton. Thank goodness. It's been an incredible floor. Walmart's had these big, like almost Academy awards, Grammy awards stuff every year with huge stages. And on top of that floor and that floor was an incredible floor. One of the best basketball floors ever built 30 years old. If you walk around that thing, there's no way you would think it was 30 years old, hardly a mark on it. And, uh, but you'll probably have to change the floor out because it's been sanded down so much. There's not a lot of wood at the top of it left. And uh, so there are just some things that need to be done. And mm. it'll be interesting, I think, over the next year or so to see how what kind of options they figure out and what they decide to do.
2: To guys, the we got a, we got Ryan and Cabot's
6: been holding. Okay,
3: great. All right. Ryan, welcome to the show. Hey,
6: guys. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, first off, Marcus, it's awesome to hear you back on the radio. Thank Man, you, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan bad. Uh, Thank you, my you know, friend. Three, I don't know if it's just me or I don't know enough about much, but did Mitchell not just look different? I mean, Brazil gets back on the court for, you know, quite a few minutes however many he played and Mitchell just totally did not play like we had seen Mitchell play in the last, you know, six, seven games, however you want to look at it. So I was just curious so if it's just me or somebody else see that too. I appreciate you guys and, uh, I uh, appreciate
1: you taking my call. Well, Ryan, that's a great question because Mitchell has been absolutely astonishing. And you're right, against Vanderbilt, he didn't play very well. Anything, any insight there, Matt?
3: Yeah, it was, uh, you know, he's he's been so good as the sixth man in these, you know, six or seven game stretch really through February and especially the last, you know, Games where we were playing, you know, he we played well at Mississippi State off that pick and roll. They couldn't guard him, and they've got good size and they're strong, and they couldn't do anything with him. We go to A and M. dominated them as well. Then we come home and beat Missouri, and uh, you know I think he had 13 points and six rebounds or something like that against Missouri. And then kind of just wasn't playing as well the other night. He got 18 minutes. He didn't score. Um, I don't know if he was a little banged up. He just he just didn't seem as as good as he had been. And I know they've been looking at, you know, Trevin's been available now for a couple games. And they played him Saturday against Missouri for four minutes. And Brazil didn't really, you know, he didn't do anything in that game. Didn't didn't need to. He didn't score. He um, didn't rebound, We he only played four minutes. And I think they felt like there was an opportunity. Let's get him back in and see if we can get him back in this flow. We did have an eight-man rotation. Everybody knows that. The eight-man rotation was playing well. But they felt like, hey, we can upgrade and we can potentially play even better than we are now if we get some of these guys, the fifth three guys hurt. So Brazil came in, he played hard, he made a really nice three-pointer. He made a couple pretty good plays, but that did cut into some other guys' minutes. And the eight-man rotation... Did become a nine man rotation, and uh, we didn't win the game, so I'm not putting it on that reason. But uh, it, it did change that anytime you add somebody. And I think they're going to add Jalen, because Jalen to me looks like he's about ready to come back. He's our best inside scorer, so he's going to have to play some. And uh, he's played well against Kentucky in the past, Graham. Had. And so I, I think that's another piece that they'll have to figure out. Wow.
1: So. This is the mystery of all time. In that, the yeah. more guys are, the more guys that are hurt, the better they play. And when guys yeah. come back,
3: they don't play as well anymore. That, Gosh, I've, I don't know. I've never, heard never heard of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in a basketball team, the rotations can be fragile. It can change with one guy being added, or one guy being taken out. And uh, you know, foul trouble can change things for a basketball team. A lot of different factors can. And play into it. And so it's, it's, I guess we answered his question, but that's going to be really interesting, though. Is uh, is, is, is the Kentucky game is going to be very early game, and uh, you know, they just came off of a, uh, you know, they they just had an emotional win against Mississippi State. Before that, they just really played well against Alabama. You know, maybe maybe we can catch Kentucky on Saturday, and we played we played very well in Rupp last year, very well. Different team, but played very well there.
1: Matt, you are the ultimate optimist. You've got to you, be. You've you know, got to so be. Far, you know, you're be. so far beyond me. I've always been an optimistic person, but uh, <laughs> man, I got to tell you, I think the chances of winning at Kentucky are about four percent, four out of four out of a hundred. Four? And, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Marcus doesn't think it's that high, huh? <laughs> well, I'd, I'd say that because, to, to Matt's point, Arkansas at times does play very well at Rupp Arena, and this to me is. This is the game they'll rise up for. You know, there's three games left. They might rise up for all three of them, but you mentioned Kentucky. It's a big, big deal. Why
2: not 5%, 2%, 4 Yes, yeah, that's,
1: that's what I thought.
7: Okay, well there's a 100% chance we're going to be back right after this. Now you can watch all your favorite buzz shows streaming live on our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter pages. 103.7 The Buzz, your multimedia fun and game station.
6: Stiefel Financial presents Razorback pitcher Hagen Smith when he gets in the zone each week with Justin and DJ. Stiefel Financial with branches in Woodrock, Hot Springs, and Fort Smith. Serving clients since 1890.
7: Watney Chevrolet is your destination for big Chevy savings. For a limited time, get a 2024 Equinox SUV for just $22,390. Or a roomier 2024 Tahoe SUV for just $65,499. Restrictions apply, so be sure to visit WatneyChevrolet.com to learn more about these big Chevy deals. Or stop by and see us at 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville for a test drive and more savings on your favorite Chevy models. Chevrolet. Together, let's drive.
8: I'm Supreme Court Justice Barbara Webb, and I'm excited to announce my candidacy for the position of Chief Justice. From private practice to prosecuting attorney to justice on the Supreme Court, my over four decades of courtroom experience have more than prepared me for this opportunity. I'll be an experienced and prepared Chief Justice with a fresh perspective on how to tackle our biggest problems, and that's exactly what our Kansans deserve. I'll focus on reducing case backlogs expanding public access to the court, and modernizing our current systems and processes to save time and create efficiencies. Most importantly, I will uphold the rule of law and protect our Constitution. That's what I've done my entire life, and that's what I'll do as your next Chief Justice. With your support, I will continue to be a fair and independent voice that all our Kansans can trust.
6: Remember, early voting begins February 20th, and Election Day is March 5th. Paid for by the Barbara Way for Chief Justice Committee.
0: When you do something for over 45 years, you get really good at it. Like Dave here. He's been playing dominoes for over 45 years. With a flick of a forefinger, he can make a row of dominoes pop popcorn, send an email, and run the pool table. Well played, Dave. We're a lot like Dave playing dominoes, except we do it with insurance. Williamson Insurance. Protecting your business and your family for over 45 years.
7: Now's your chance to be a part of the team. Join the Razorback Foundation for as little as $50 to be first in line for tickets, seating, parking, and exclusive events with coaches and players. Plus, members get 20% off at Slim Chickens in Northwest Arkansas. Your membership provides 465 Razorback student athletes with the resources they need to succeed in the classroom and in competition. Join by calling 479-443-9000 or visit. RazorbackFoundation.com As a Razorback Foundation member, you will experience a lifetime full of Razorback memories. Go Hogs!
6: Uh, com.
7: Guatney Chevrolet. Get massive savings on the twenty twenty-three suburban. Yours for low as fifty-eight thousand. They also have a twenty twenty one Chevy Tahoe truck for as low as 54999 nine ninety nine. And there's a trade in event that's going on at Guatney. You can save anywhere from five to ten grand on Equinoxes and Silverados when you trade in a qualifying vehicle. And don't miss these deals at Guatney Chevrolet. Right there off of 167.67. Look for that huge American flag and kick off the year with the unbeatable trading deals at Guatney Chevrolet in Jacksonville. That's Guatney Chevrolet. Go online at GuatneyChevrolet.com to learn more. Chevrolet, let's drive together now back to
0: drive time sports live from the eat my catfish studios eat fresh eat local eat my catfish you've got drive time sports locked in on the buzz radio network
1: here is Randy Rainwater well Randy's off today and um, he will be back with us tomorrow reminds us that match. Uh, Zimmerman is brought to us by the DHR group of Sonic Drive-Ins. He's with us for another 30 minutes. Marcus Elliott's with us. Marcus will remind me if there's another phone call. Because he can see the board, and I can't. Lines are clear. Okay, so Matt, Khalif Battle, who there are games he hadn't played hardly at all. All of a sudden, in the last three or four games, he's been amazing. And in the last two, he has scored a combined, what, 78 points... The most yeah. in back-to-back games by a Razorback since Martin Terry. Wow! And great. I'm not sure, Matt. You were born when Martin T- Terry played. We're talking about no, 51, I've, I've, 51 years ago.
3: Isn't so. that great? I, I was. That was incredible. That and Martin Terry. I know you knew him. I got yeah. to meet him several times. Great, oh, yeah. great man and a great player here. But that's that's a lot of history, Rick. That's a long time ago.
1: That is a long time ago, and you figure that when he scored 42, that's only the 13th time a Razorback's ever done it and only the 6th time in the last 50 years. Then he follows it up with 36. What's gotten into him?
3: One, he's gotten to play a lot more, and that's helped him. He was a you know 18 points a game scored. Now, Temple wasn't that great. He didn't even finish out the season by the end, so there was a lot of problems going on for him at Temple, but when he played, he scored. And what's crazy is, ironically, when we got him last April or so, Andy Fox, he's the associate head coach at bandy and I talk to him all the time. He's one of my good buddies in coaching. And Andy called me, and he said, Z, y'all got a heck of a player. This kid can score. And they had played Temple each in the last two years. And he said, this is Vanderbilt. And he said, we couldn't guard him. And so I had all these high hopes. And then you saw it in the summer in the workouts. I there; You would see it. Of course, he was great in October, and in, even into November, he was so good. But then he things fell apart for him, and he had, some, he had some games he didn't shoot well. He was a little bit of a volume guy. Coach was trying to figure out rotation, and then there was games that, you know, battle. He, he went from early in the season playing 34 minutes, like in the loss to Greensboro, he went 2 for 10. And then we went and played Stanford, and he went 2 for 11. And he had some games where he didn't shoot it for well, and his minutes started going down. And then uh, you know the Duke game. He was he played thirty-one minutes, hit five shots, had a pretty good game against Duke. But then he got to a stretch where he had five games where he scored, where he played nine or less minutes.
5: Mm. And
3: you're not going to score forty-two when you play three minutes, and you're Mm. not going to score forty-two when you play nine minutes. And his minutes went down, and, and the coach had his reasons. He definitely did. Coach wasn't pleased with other things with with Caleb, his overall game, his distributing his defense and I think that that cost I me mean, we had a bunch of guards we had a lot of guards so coach said I'm gonna go with some of these other guys the low point w- was the win against A&M at home he didn't get off the bench and he, he didn't play at all and then we went to so then we had the South Carolina game at home we just beat A&M you think we're gonna beat South Carolina at home where we always beat we got beat he played five minutes and uh But then he went to Ole Miss, he played 27, he started going back up. You think, okay, he's going to play all the time again. And then after a uh, a 15 minutes, he had 34 minutes against Kentucky the first time. So they had seen him. And he was was 3 of 10. And after that, his minutes went down. And uh, he hit a stretch where he played 9 minutes at LSU, and we came home and played Georgia. He played 3 minutes. And then now he's back on this big tick of... Getting all these minutes, 35, 36, 37, 38 minutes every game. So he's going to play the rest of the time. I think coach knows now I got to play this guy all the time.
2: Yeah. Jones. Yes. We have a caller, okay. a man, a myth, a legend, the one, the only, Stan.
1: All right. Caller, Hi, Stan. A
2: man, a myth.
1: You're on, Stan. Yes, sir.
5: How you doing, Rick?
1: We're just having the day of our lives, Stan. How about you? All
5: right, Margaret's my friend. Where you been, man?
1: Hey, Stan. How are you, sir?
5: Man, I thought you was still. You still got that? I I thought you ran out to New York City. You thought I was still a big time lawyer in
2: New York. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's a big time <laughs> hey, lawyer, but I, it's right hey, here in Little Rock. All
5: right, stand by. I, oh, she move back.
2: No, she she she's been practicing here for a while now. But, yeah
5: See, I thought you had I thought you were above in New York With your daughter, man I didn't know <laughs> Maybe you up there,
2: yeah No, how you doing, my friend? Oh, I'm doing all right, man Hey,
5: man, glad you're back, man I mean, We thank missed you, you. brother Stay. Thank Still you It ain't been quite the same With you, brother
2: Well, listen Thank you Thank you I'll try not to br- uh, drag it down
5: I heard that How you doing, Cozy? I'm doing good, Stan I'm uh, doing pretty good We got a beautiful day In Fayetteville, sunshine And it's nice And uh,
3: getting ready to head To Lexington tomorrow
1: Okay, Stan. So, we what do you want to Stan. talk about?
4: But
2: Stan made me feel right
1: back. Stan had to make sure that everybody was doing all right before he uh, <coughs> commented on what he, whatever we wanted to comment on. So, anyway, okay. mm-hmm. no okay, calls so, yet. Well, here's here's uh, Matt. What Stan, I'm sure, was calling about. Well, let's just
4: let the man talk himself. Here he is Stan. Okay. Again.
1: Okay. All right, Stan. Welcome back. Go ahead.
5: I'm sorry, Cozy. They cut me off some kind of. How you doing, Cozy? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Hanging in there,
1: man. I love
5: the basketball win. I really you more optimistic than Rick, man. I love to you talk. <laughs> <laughs> you make it. Hey, man, look here. You make it sound so exciting, man.
3: Well, I appreciate that, and uh, it's you know sometimes it's been super exciting, and it's easy to make it that way. And but when you're struggling, it is a little bit tougher, and people get a little more upset. Yeah. We all, all want to win. We yeah. all want to see the race I know. Though. Hey, man, I can tell you, you know. really
5: want to win, man. But hey, you make it seem like they're going to win every game. Where you be talking. I love you talk
3: about. <laughs> <laughs> well, in my life, you know, I just have to. I work here. I'm at the school. You know, I can't get too down on them. And when I coach, I try to stay yeah. pretty positive. But
5: hey, coach. let me say this here. Hey, Cozy, let me tell you something now. Cozy, I know you might look at me funny, <laughs> but let me say this here. I'm going to tell you. coach. I won't say this to Musk. If Muslin, I got the solution to your season. If Muslim want to go to the Big Dan, what he need to do is call Nolan Richardson and talk to Nolan Richardson, and Nolan Richardson tell him how to win the SEC championship like he did back in 2000. And y'all have a good day.
1: Okay. So I'm surprised Stan didn't bring this up, Matt. But Stan frequently brings up, and I have mentioned it to Ryan White. Uh, when he was on one of the football trips. I don't know if he's considering it. I don't know if he talked to Hunter check about it. There's a statue of Frank Broyles in front of the Broyles Center. There's a statue yeah. of John McDonald in front of the track. It's mm. nice to name a court after Nolan Richardson, but there's no statue of Nolan Richardson outside of Walton Arena.
3: Yeah. It,
1: is there ever discussion about
3: that? Well, not in the meetings I've been in. I know it was a big deal, too, through the university. To, to, to get his name on Leroy Pond Drive, yeah,
0: yeah. and
3: that was a pretty big deal, and that took some time, and moving a sh- uh, street or changing a street name it, it was pretty, I was surprised how much work it took them to do that. So that was nice, and I do think you got two big things with his name on it, so I, I think that's great. Um, yeah, a statue, that that would be nice as well, but, you know, I do think that he's he's really honored with the name on the court, and, he, and he's told me that, and, uh, that was a big deal for him, you know, and a lot of former players pushed for that. So I mm-hmm. wish Coach could just tell Coach Must, hey, do this, this, and this, and you win the SEC tournament. Obviously, it doesn't work that way, and Coach knows that because there was a lot of times he played in it and he didn't win it. And I'll never forget 95 when the team was down there. Uh, Rick, you were there in one of the great SEC tournament championship games of all time, Arkansas-Kentucky, on mm-hmm. a Sunday afternoon in the Georgia Dome, and I knew we were going to win that game and uh, didn't. You know, and it's just—it's so hard to win a tournament. But that's why I think if the number one thing right now we got to do to get to win this tournament, we got to get to Thursday. We need—we need to get away from that Wednesday game. We would win the Wednesday game, I mean, but maybe. But you got to get away <laughs> from. The, we don't want. You can't win. It's hard to win five games in five days. It's hard to win three in three days. I know when I was in the we made two championship games. We lost to Kentucky both times. And both times we started, we were a top four seed. We finished second to Kentucky in the league. And believe it or not, we actually did finish second a couple times. And we only had to win Friday, win Saturday, play Sunday. And then we lost in the finals to Kentucky. And that was still kind of a grind. To to have to win Wednesday, win Thursday, win Friday, win Saturday, win Sunday is uh, not impossible. UConn's done it in the Big East. But it's very, very, very difficult to do. And we know Arkansas and Georgia, and then maybe Auburn here late is the only one that's ever done four in four days in our league. So we need to get to at least Thursday, and to, to do that, we got to win. You know, uh, a couple of these games here down the stretch.
1: Probably all now, three.
2: Good,
3: yeah, yeah. And the good news, though, Rick, on getting to Thursday, the teams right above us for the last three uh, SEC playing dates, they've done nothing, and we 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 wanted A and M, and then we wanted Missouri. Now, we lose a bad game to, to Vandy, but Georgia losing all that time. A&M losing all that time. Ole Miss was losing all that time. The LSU's won and lost their two games ahead of us. But these other teams right above us, they've been losing. And so there's a window of opportunity. Even like even like that, if, if, if uh, last night, if Ole Miss somehow beat Alabama, they they're two games ahead of us would be hard to catch them with three left. You know, But uh, Georgia hadn't won in, in a long time. So there's a window for the Razorbacks. And I need to play well and, and get to Thursday. Start the SEC tournament on Thursday.
1: Well, that's still going to be very difficult because you're going to have to win a game against somebody you're not expected to win against. Yeah. Now I'll go back. I'll go back to your discussion. Yes, it was nice they named this court after Nolan. It's nice they named the street after Nolan. It's Frank Broyles Field. It's the Broyles Athletic Center, and there's still a statue of Frank Broyles. It's the mm-hmm. John McDonald Track, and there's still a, ch- a statue of John McDonald. There's no yeah. statue of, of Nolan Richardson, the only coach to ever win a national championship. And I've got to believe there's a donor out there that, if he was asked, would pay for that statue.
2: Yeah. And, oh, yeah.
1: and I, I, I it is a major negligence that uh, you don't satisfy somebody by saying, well, you, you did. Yeah, you know, Nolan, Nolan doesn't care. You know, he doesn't. But it's, it's, a, it's a statement that you that's did it, but we, didn't do, but we didn't do it for you, but we did it for somebody else. That's a statement, yeah. and that's why somebody needs to seriously consider that. I agree. The athletic department yeah. is a $168 million budget last year. They can find the money to build a statute in Nolan Richardson. Okay. And that's not on you, Matt. That's a that's public yeah. statement that something needs to be done about that. Yeah. Okay. Odd-looking. Matt Zimmerman's with us for another say. Matt wouldn't argue that actually he worked for Nolan and loves Nolan Richardson. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. We're going to be back with your calls. 501-661-1037.
2: presents Razorback Graffiti every Monday morning. Call Morning Mayhem and let them know how you feel about how they did. One sentence and one sentence only.
0: For those who push the boundaries and know no barriers, the wake-up-at-nooners and dessert-before-dinner-eaters, the jackpot-dancers and sequined-pancers, the risk-takers and heartbreakers, the hapless, the rogue, and the hopeless romantics, our time has come. Play bold at the new Southland Casino Hotel, the Mid-South's premier gaming destination. Plan your stay at southlandcasino.com.
4: Hello, Buzz listeners, it's Frank Fletcher. Well, it's end of the month, and you know what that means. We've got a sales goal, and we've got to hit it. We can get a big pile of money from Chrysler, and if we miss it, we get zero. So I've told Zippy and all of our managers to do whatever it takes to sell you between now and the end of the month. Folks, we have 0% financing for 72 months on new Ram Bighorns. That is unbelievable, 0% for 72 months and $10,000 discounts on new Ram 2500s. And new Jeep Gladiators are discounted up to 15% off of MSRP. Folks, that's about $12,000. We're making crazy deals, and we're paying way too much for trades. Remember to tune in this Thursday morning. We're going to be on the morning show with David Basil, and we're going to be giving away some really nice stuff. Come see us at Fletcher Dodge on Warden Road in Sherwood. Or shop us online at FletcherDeals.com.
2: Anywhere in the state, dial 8.
6: At the heart of historic downtown Russellville, the Old Bank offers an upscale dining experience. With the freshest ingredients and creative touches, their menu has an item for everyone. From their signature lump crab cake to a classic blue cheese poutine, BLT wedge salad to hand-cut prime steaks, They aim to cater everyone. And that's not all. Upstairs at the Old Bank, you can enjoy live entertainment Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday with trivia, comedy shows, karaoke, live
7: music, and more. Old Bank
6: in downtown Russellville.
0: This
7: is Pat Bradley. Tune in every Tuesday when I join Justin and Wes in the
0: Zone. Brought to you by River City Flooring. Visit RiverCityFlooringInc.com, RiverCityFlooringInc.com. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios, where it's much like any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations, minus the always fresh, delicious food options like the family-packed catfish dinners. Drive Time Sports, tapped with refreshing sports opinion on the Buzz Radio Network.
1: Welcome back to Drive Time Sports, and isn't it easy for me to spend somebody else's money, uh, but I, I do think it's a good idea to build a, a statue in Nolan Richardson. And in fairness, Matt, Lance Harder coached his teams to six national championships. Matt has uh, temporarily left us. We have Neil Sar- from Saracen on... Uh... Oh, okay. Well, then let's talk to Neil, okay? You there, Neil?
6: Hey, I'll, I don't mind being second best. We'll be okay. <laughs>
1: okay, Neil. So what are the odds? Uh, have you placed odds on whether the athletic department will build a statue of Nolan Richardson in front of Bud Walton Arena? You got odds on that yet?
6: No, I do not have odds on that one yet. But uh, uh, <laughs> like, I, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm in your court. It should already be a, a done deal. And uh, if they should, uh, I don't think I could put very good odds on it. Because <laughs> uh, I, I, I think that one probably would happen but uh yeah but i'm in your court there should be one up there but well, anyway a,
1: um, saracen casino is a good sponsor maybe they could pay for it and then it could get done what do you think of that that's putting you on the spot isn't now,
6: you're, it? <laughs> now, you, now you're gonna get me in trouble uh, that's not my department i'm in gaming operations sir
1: <laughs> gaming operations okay so what games you got tonight
6: well, uh, tonight, uh, got two in-state teams in action in basketball. You got uh, Arkansas Little Rock playing Tennessee State. Arkansas Little Rock, seven-and-a-half point favorite. And then you have the Arkansas Lady Razorbacks playing Ooh, tonight, boy. and they're playing that, that South Carolina team. Yeah. Boy, that team right there is such a juggernaut. That line is a big line, even for women's college basketball <coughs> at 27-and-a-half. I don't God. think that's saying anything bad about Arkansas. I just think that's how good... South Carolina is, so and that, that's a big line to cover, but uh, we all know about South carolina. I'm also in telegraphing uh, the game I'll get the line up on tomorrow's baseball game. I, I know the money line is going to mm-hmm. be they're playing Murray State. the money line's going to be like minus nine fifty uh, there, and I'm thinking the run line's going to be either three and a half or four and a half against Murray State, of course after that home run derby the other day uh there's some opportunity there too and of course the kentucky line probably be out in the morning or by midday tomorrow and of course the uh, specials for both basketball and tomorrow's baseball games should be up in the next 15-20 minutes
1: okay and how about the odds on anybody ever scoring as many points as lebron james it doesn't that will not be uh, near and dear to uh, marcus elliott's heart <laughs> You think, oh, gonna, you think anybody's ever gonna break his record? You you have odds on that? It's a little far out. You know, I, far out.
6: Yeah, that's probably a little bit far out, so, so <laughs> okay.
1: okay. You know, it's I was reading about records that may never be broken and uh the NBA scoring record's been broken several times. And now LeBron's yeah. got it and he's he's putting pretty good distance between him and the next best, so that one may stand for a while.
2: Now, quick question Is there a maximum amount uh, one individual can wager on a single event?
6: It, it depends on the odds of the event. Typically, uh, I will take just about any parlay uh, that will pay out up to $200,000 mm-hmm. uh,
0: because
6: we I mean, we paid out a $193,000 one uh, earlier this week. Oh, wow. So, uh, but yeah, and, and, and most of the time, uh, we'll take $10,000 on either side on any NFL or major league sports game. Uh, college football, usually about $5,000. But those, those, those limits will ebb and flow depending on what our risk is. The bigger bets, we take closer to game time, not early. So mm. if you're wanting to place a big bet, you want to do it probably within three to four hours of the game starting, and that's when we'll accept the biggest action. That, that's when we'll know where our position's
1: going. Do you have be. a guardrail in effect, Neil? In you know the instance where the Alabama baseball coach was uh, tipping somebody to bet against his team, uh, and he obviously got fired over that. Is there a guardrail in place when there's say a game that's not that big a deal, and all of a sudden somebody puts a lot of money on it?
6: Oh, absolutely, and, and we've got a lot of controls. Um, if somebody, you know, for instance, I mean, the reason why that instance got caught. The guy went into a sports book and tried to buy, bet $100,000 on, on a college baseball game. I yeah. don't care who you are. <laughs> you walk in there trying to do $100,000 on an NCAA baseball game. I'm going to know what you had for lunch and breakfast that morning. Uh, before I take a bet of that stature. So, yeah, um, yeah, we, there are plenty of safeguards if a big bet comes in that's unusual. That triggers all sorts of red flags. Uh, but if we know you and you have a history with us, then we can take bigger bets from you, and that's usually the way it works.
1: Okay, very good. All right, Neil, well, thank you very much. We'll talk we, to you again tomorrow. We do have Stephen Magnolia. Okay, we get Matt back.
4: We'll get him in it, a
1: minute. Okay, we will get Matt back, and we have Stephen Magnolia. So, Steve, thanks for joining us tonight.
5: You know, and I, I'm like Stan. I'm ready to see that statue uh, put up <laughs> in front of Bud Vaught and Arena.
1: Well, you know, I, I can't say. I anybody
5: mean, feels... 168 million dollar budget.
1: Yeah.
2: And yeah, they I can't
5: uh, afford, say, maybe a uh, twenty thousand dollars or whatever it's going to
2: cost.
1: Oh, no, it's more than that. I, I'm, t- I'm told a statue of that quality is around 200000 Oh, wow. Yeah. But $200,000 200, is a small portion of 168000000 million. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: Exactly. They can yeah. afford it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. But like I said, I've anyway, got uh, I, I to believe if you approach, a, there's a certain donor out there. That, I'm not saying who it is. I, I don't know who it is. But you approach them and say, hey, we could use 200000 to and build a statue. Actually, 400000 because they ought to build one for Lance Harder, too. So there's somebody out there that could do that.
5: And uh, put a, a statue of Eddie Stutton in front of a...
1: Uh, nope. he didn't win, no. He didn't win a national championship. This is only for a coach that... Could, because if you start setting other standards... Then you yeah, bunch do all of- kinds of guys. You have to win a national championship to get a, sta- a statue.
5: Okay. But anyway, Coach Z. Yeah. I just want to uh, say something right, uh, right, right for you. Can you please stop saying this is a bricklayer? Brick He's going to uh, break his free throws. Please stop that. <laughs> Don't they usually miss when I say that.
1: Sometimes.
5: <laughs> you know, if they shoot 40%, that's a bricklayer. But uh, I went to SAU, okay, yeah. and there was a kid that was a 32% free throw. One night, he shot uh, 20 free throws, and he made 18. Wow. So you, you can't always it say can that... Uh, a
1: 40% th- uh, free throw is a bricklayer. Well, you know, I But I anyway,
5: think that's all I got, guys.
1: Okay, it's good. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, okay. Um, so I don't know if you heard that, Matt. I was saying, in fairness, and this is, again, not it has nothing to do with you. It, it's the athletic department or the foundation. Lance Harder ought to get a statue, too. He won six national championships. So yes. I, I think that should be the criteria. you got to win a national championship to get one. I think if Arkansas's baseball team won one, there would be an immediate move to do one for mm-hmm. Dave Van Horn. Uh, he's been there a long time. I, that's mm-hmm. just the way it works yeah. sometimes. So, yeah. Nolan and Lance yep. Harder, I, I'm told those statues yeah, are about 200000 each. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Now, maybe if Chris you're an active Buckland. coach, you don't get it until you're through. I don't know. Until you're done, yeah. Yeah. Yep.
3: That's probably smart.
1: So, anyway, that's just my two cents worth there. Yep. Okay, so Arkansas, Kentucky. Steve's acknowledged how optimistic you are. How in the world is Arkansas going to go to Lexington and win? Tell us how that can happen.
3: Going to have to shoot a really high percentage. We know Kentucky can score. uh, Maybe an early game. Maybe we catch them where they're not wearing it out as much as they have been. You know, the other day, Kentucky gave up all those points to Alabama, and they still win by 20 some points because they're such a good scoring team. And right now, Reed Shepard's playing the best he's played. And Reeves has really come on. He's playing very well. Dillingham, who we didn't see in the first game, he was uh, hurt when we played him the first time. And so we didn't get to see Rob Dillingham. He's going to, I guess, be available. He's played every game since. I mean, they've they've got some talent. We know that. And they've played well in big games. So maybe uh, Kentucky will look at our record. Maybe Kentucky will think, uh, hey, we beat them in Bud Walton Arena, and, and maybe they won't be ready to go. And that's a lot of maybes. But that's what you got to hope. But for the Razorbacks, you just got—you can only worry about yourself right now. And we've going to have to play a great game. Caleb was not playing very well when we played Kentucky the first time, and maybe he can continue this hot streak. Maybe he can go in there. And you know, this team—and this isn't a compliment to the team. This is because great teams—they beat everybody. I mean, they're going to beat whoever, right? Good yeah. team, bad team, and but we have played better against better teams, other than the Auburn and Tennessee games at all. We've played pretty good against teams that were pretty good. And uh, we've stepped up and had, and had some good games. Even Mississippi State, who, who's pretty good. And, of course, we, we always talk about Duke, and we talk about uh, you know, the, the Purdue game that didn't count, but things like that. But, obviously, we've had some bad games. That Florida was a bad game. And the Oklahoma game in Tulsa was a bad game. And Greensboro. But these guys got to go in there believing they can pull the upset. They've got nothing to lose. And go in there and try to beat Kentucky.
1: Well, if Matt Zimmerman talks to him before the game, they'll believe, that's for
6: sure. Yeah, gotta believe. That's right.
1: Matt, thanks for joining us. Have a great trip to Lexington. Thank you. Marcus Elliott, Rick Schaefer, we'll be back with you with Trey Biddy when we return on Drive Time Sports.
0: One more snowstorm. Not a
7: chance, Mr. Winter. It's spring.
0: It's also time for the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all our award-winning Hyundai models, all backed by America's Best Warranty. Hurry in. These deals won't last at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event.